I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. The coronavirus disease pandemic has been very stressful for all of us. Fear and anxiety about a new disease and what could happen can be overwhelming and cause strong emotions, not just in adults, but also in little children. In fact, coronavirus disease has given us a new term called COVID anxiety, which describes stress and depression caused by uncertainty about the future. Again, the manifestations of the stress can vary with people. It could cause changes in sleep or eating patterns. It could cause difficulty sleeping. You could have difficulty concentrating. It could worsen chronic health problems like hypertension and diabetes. And it can also worsen mental health conditions and increase the use of tobacco or alcohol and other substances. Hi, Dr. Sagar. How are you? I am fine. So I wanted to start by asking you, can anxiety and isolation because of decreasing social support trigger or worsen mental health? not just in terms of uh, causing us depression and anxiety, but also worsening existing health disorders. That's true. Actually, if you see that uh, social support has a strong link to our mental health, and uh, what we need to understand that uh, feeling of isolation may lead to feeling of loneliness, which uh, can give rise to anxiety or even sadness, so uh, so there is a link uh, in that way and uh, what social support uh, we mean actually the perception that how one is cared for you know, and uh, and that the assistance is available so uh, so and for mental health it's a very strong meaning uh, in that way because we know that loneliness uh, uh, not only affects uh, mental health but also physical health also so so any person who has a pre-existing uh, uh, mental health problem, so with a lack of social support or this loneliness, they can worsen. Or even uh, when it's not there, because social support is a good buffer for a person. And uh, so uh, what it happens that you know, person uh, uh, you know, having a social support, you know, um, those negative effects of uh, mental health, mental illness, is taken care for. And also, we need to understand that uh, there is something known as what is, uh, uh, you know, pro-social behavior, which is so important, and which, uh, which again is a, uh, you know, buffer for any negative effects of a stress. What pro-social behavior means that, like, uh, helping a person, you know, sharing or caring for a person. So all these has a meaning uh, with regard to uh, of social support with uh, in relation to mental health problems, isolation, anxiety, and so on. So what are the signs to watch out for? What are the signs of anxiety or the fact that you may be going into a loop and feeling depressed? 
one of the most important uh, you know uh, symptom and sign is uh, we need to look for the change in behavior uh, which is uh, very important and that is what we need to look for change in behavior means a person uh, who was chirpy who was you know moving out but suddenly has been withdrawn not talking much to people you know so uh, so one has to look for the change in behavior that's one very important thing and uh, which we need to look for then of course there are uh, certain symptoms of uh, distress you know and more so related to anxiety or restlessness or uh, you know even sadness and uh, so whole lot of symptom may be there and maybe something like lack of sleep and you know uh, maybe irritable anger emotional problems so if these uh, behavior is not comfortable with self and uh, also uh, uh, what we need to look for because some of these symptom anxiety sadness may be there in uh, many people you know that's a normal uh, uh, you know kind of behavior when something bad happens to us so we do feel sad and anxious we have to face an interview or you know any stress which happens it does make us feel anxious but the point is that we have to see that how much distress it is causing and to how much dysfunction it is causing because of my sadness or anxiety i am not meeting people i am not going out i am not going to office i am not going to college so then it becomes a problem then it is a uh, uh, something warning uh, sign then we or someone who is so tearful always crying you know emotions not doing any work yeah, doesn't want to meet any people you know so, so these can, are some of yeah how can family support someone who is depressed or anxious or feeling low because very often people don't want others it's not easy to talk to somebody about these issues right so so yeah. how do you how do you uh, get somebody a friend or a family how do you point out the fact that their behavior has changed how do you point out the fact that they become so irritable that they're pushing people away so how do you support someone uh, when uh, they're going through a tough time this is a very important point actually and uh, you know uh, because for number of reasons and uh, why because uh, because family and friends are the first responder and uh, uh, what it means is that uh, if anyone who has a problem doesn't mean that they will go straight to a doctor or any hospital so family members or friends have a very crucial role to play for number of reasons for identification of problem even uh, uh, for uh, taking care uh, taking to hospital or providing care and support and so on so so family has a very crucial role and this is what we always advocate in our clinic we always talk because our success of the treatment lies with the fact that how much a family has cared for a person you know so no so but family they want to care but very often when a person is feeling low or
one is going through. And the most important is, you know, the providing the emotional support and the environment uh, around uh, a person because that can provide a good comfort to a person uh, that way. And also one may have to change the environment uh, to make it more conducive so that the person can express out because that is what we always say that provides the environment so that a person can express out, can, you know, uh, ventilate out because that itself is a therapeutic. And basically what a family need to do or friends is how a person can be engaged in some activity, uh, how one can empower them uh, with, you know, uh, taking help. And, you know, uh, so so family uh, has a very crucial role to play. And uh, uh, that is how uh, the success uh, lies so with the... How do you recognize that social support is not enough? When should one seek professional help from a mental health? professional like you yeah so uh, one can see that you know uh, that uh, basically uh, when the we always first advocate the self management that what one needs to do if that is not working out then obviously uh, the help uh, uh, professional help is to be there and uh, as i said that when there is a, a severe distress is there uh, you know one is not comfortable with self or dysfunction is there or there is a poor quality of life and so much hindrance is happening, uh, you know, so uh, so uh, the things are not working out, you know, even talking to family members uh, is not working out, even sometimes family or friends say, you know, you do yoga, do this, and uh, even in spite of all this, you know, things are not uh, working out, or person is worsening, or even, uh, uh, you know, symptoms are still there, then uh, it is important to seek a help. Uh, to any family doctor, anyone around. So you know, then appropriate assessment can be done and proper uh, management uh, can be initiated. Now, management means that some medicines are required and also counseling or even therapy is required. So uh, it's, interesting what of, you, yeah. it's interesting what you said earlier, Doc, where you talked about how uh, listening is very important. So and this is when I'm coming to uh, children and adolescents because they are amongst the worst hit as they are not just missing out on school and learning, but also social support, which is very, very important at that age because this is the time when they are developing life skills, which are going to, you know, be with them throughout their lives. So how can we as adults support adolescents and teens to emerge stronger from the COVID crisis? Especially because parents don't, I mean, or even adults don't tend to listen to children. We tend to tell them what to do. So that is true. I think uh, uh, what we have found that uh, you know children uh, are affected uh, quite severely for a number of reasons uh, because uh, you know and uh, because they are dependent on the adults uh, you know so the, so there and of course uh, the listening is so important and basically the, the what we have say, uh, you know uh, uh, explaining in a very simple language to uh, uh, these children in a very you know very communicate with them I think that becomes very important. And uh, telling them, okay, even the stress and anxiety which is there, these are a normal reaction to uh, what is uh, a situation, what is going on, you know. And um, and basically giving the environment for them to share, giving the environment so that the creativity can be there and uh, some kind of skill development can be there, even playful activities because what is lost is, you know, those storytelling, the play, you know, games. And, you know, those sharing the moments, the sharing the fun around them, uh, the laughter and the smiling. So I think that becomes so important. One has to see, and this is what we also, we have uh, written somewhere, that there is silver, silver 
lining is there in this covid period in the sense that now parents and family are giving more time to their children because there is no other option so so no doubt but then you also yeah. like social distancing is now the new normal so you know friends they hang out they play together they hug each other all that will have to go down so so i mean at the end of it like i said do you think people who emerge stronger after the epidemic especially children and are you optimistic about that you just mentioned the silver lining or are you pessimistic are you think that's what it's going to push us apart what what do you think personally personally i think you know uh, the concept what i uh, we always say something like a stress inoculation i will tell you what is that we are talking of the vaccines you know basically to prevent uh, you know uh, the virus you know prevent the infection and so on but stress inoculation what it means that this day to day hassle actually prevent us you know that gives the resilience to us so maybe uh, if you go back 100 years ago uh, we had a number of you know calamities or uh, different world wars so what is important is so maybe that this period of adversity will make oneself uh, one stronger when uh, uh, when they come out of it and we always say that you know one person who has undergone a severe stress we always tell a person okay when you are if you overcome this then you will be a stronger person you know uh, so so maybe uh, this situation uh, will teach us that how to be stronger how to be resilient uh, uh, how to have a mental toughness which is uh, very important and which is uh, not there so maybe uh, i think this this difficult period uh, will teach us uh, so how to cope with this difficult situation and we are saying that it's a new normal how the things will be in the future but uh, i am bit optimistic let's hope that uh, you know uh, uh, it will settle down we know that 100 year ago also we had a flu and uh, people had come out strongly and that's the human kind when they uh, are into this and it is over then they come out strongly they bounce back i think uh, that is important and uh, oh, you're right hope, human uh, resilience yeah. is a very very powerful thing and uh, yeah. i'm sure since you're dealing with people every day uh, i'm sure there's reason for your optimism thank you so much dr sagar that is really useful yeah. thank you again thank you If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic do feel free to reach out to me you can reach me at sanchex that is at s a n c h x or at ht smartcast we are available on facebook twitter and instagram for more such podcasts log on to htsmartcast.com until next time goodbye this was a hindustan times production brought to you by ht smartcast Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.